Hi everyone. My name is uh, Ferdinand Labrena. It's my second time being on Mentally Gone podcast. Um, a lot's changed since then. It's probably been six, seven months. I'm not sure, but it was last year, 2022. Yeah, um, we had a, a great episode today. Um, we talked about figuring out things in your 20s, AI. Um, yeah, a lot of things, actually. <laughs> But ever since last year, I've gotten into real estate, you know, in New Jersey. So if you need a house to sell or to buy, first time home buyers, I can help you. Or if you need a rental, I'm your guy. Um, I'm located in Springfield, my office. You know, I, there will be my app for Instagram. It's Freddie Ready Homes. So you could get there, uh, go there. All my contact info is there. Um, my personal Instagram is Fabadilop. My TikTok is Albany, and yeah, I, I do have a blog coming out. It's uh, Munchin. It'll be uh, reviewing foods in New Jersey, New York. Well, anywhere, honestly, but right now we're starting in New Jersey, New York. We'll be reviewing restaurants. We'll have videos, um, blog posts about it, and it'll be in a fun, creative way uh, that you guys might not expect. I will be using AI for it. <laughs> so this... Uh, you know, just look into that. It would be called Munchin or dumbmunchin.com. So thank you and have a great day. Oh, you crazy. You want to be crazy? I'll tell you crazy. Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy. Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. And we're back. Episode, yes, we are. Episode number 32 with... Ferdinand Loprena. Ferdinand Loprena. Uh, you came back uh, six months ago. Was it six months? It was... Uh... I think it was a little over six months ago. Well, Probably like May. May, I think, right? Yeah, I think May. And not came back, but you came on for the first time. Yeah. At, at that time. Um, how much how much different is your life then compared to now, <laughs> do you think, in like a span of like over six months, a little over six months? Um, you know, I, I've told you before we started, like I, 2020 was crazy. Uh, I've been through a lot. Um, I think a lot has changed. And... Not for the worst, maybe like an outside point of view, it was for the worst. But like internally, I think I've grown so much last year because of whatever. Yeah, happened. yeah because yeah. of the struggles that everything happened. And um, so I won't say that 2020 was horrible. Uh, like outside perspective, it was horrible. <laughs> but like internally, it was amazing. And like I've learned a lot about, about myself. And I think for 2023, I'm ready to apply everything I've learned. Mm hmm. And, you know, just move forward and complete everything I want to. Speaking of completing everything you want to, um, because it's a new year, <clears throat> do you believe in New Year's resolutions? Like, have you established New Year's resolutions for yourself? Like, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Because <laughs> I know that everybody listening right now has a huge laundry list yeah. of just stuff that they want to accomplish. No, I used to do New Year's resolutions every year. And this is probably like the second year I haven't done it. But this is the first year I've done a vision board. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I did a vision board because um, where I work, my broker, she got everybody together. And she's like, oh, we're doing a vision board mm -hmm. because that's how she operates. And when she, whenever she does a vision board, she completes all her goals and everything. So it's kind of like the law of attraction type yeah, of thing? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. very law of attraction, you know, type. Vibe, yeah. And um, so I did it and I felt really good about myself. And as opposed to a, a New Year's resolution, I feel like I could complete my vision. Mm -hmm. And it's like because I'm... I'm being very specific on that board and what I want, and I see a clear path on how to get it. So you're not just um, crowding it with just random images. Yeah, like it's not like cars. oh, I want to be, I don't know, I want to lose weight or right. you know. Yeah, all that. it's like keeping it simple with like mm -hmm. how, like how many maximum goals do you usually pull? Like ten max or yeah. six max? When I, I whenever I did it, I would do like ten max. Ten goals. Okay, and what's the biggest goal? Like that you're yeah. like aspiring to or would you rather not share because i know that a lot of people they also think that way which is like if you share a goal before it happens um then the probability of it happening is less because other people now yeah. are involved in that goal process that's true, that's the true. energies and then people are negative about it and it's they like just project it on you work you know? in silence and stuff work in silence yeah which is a hard lesson that i've learned throughout my journey at least is that you just like the best way to do it is just work in silence mm -hmm. and then and then um gently announce your goals and your well gently announce your results basically yeah. but but don't even announce them just like show the world yeah, yeah. kind of well um you know there's i basically have on my vision board the the vision for my career mindset um my physical mindset mm -hmm. and basically my spirituality mindset and like how i want to proceed forward with the year um what else i was gonna say well it's basically that stuff like those main three things do you do you do any like spiritual practices um like do you meditate do you pray uh, if you pray like to what like what do you pray to like, yeah no i do pray um yeah. i don't i'm not religious right. but i do pray to a higher being same which is you know god basically mm -hmm. and you know i i don't pray to get things like all uh like i'm not like oh god please like bring me bring me this to my life i i just pray for gratefulness i'm like oh thank you for hmm. you know giving me this day to live um thank you for the family and the friends i have right the, the two legs i walk but i wouldn't i'm not religious at all i i don't i don't really like religion because they just control people <laughs> yeah right 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 100%. there's a lot of hypocrites in religion yeah there are so especially the um catholic church that's like known for like moving around the whole pedophile situation yeah. you know like did you know that that um the the priests that rape and take advantage of kids like they're just moved around instead of like fired i did not know that so it's the same strategy that like sea world used to do with their whales like mm -hmm. if one whale killed a trainer by accident they would just move them to like a different location so you it's just the give same. them a, a different name yeah and then <laughs> just camouflage it as like oh like this is a brand new whale you know like her, her name is whatever and i just find that super disconcerting you know like it's kind of it's it's pretty scary to me like i have this um very very unpopular opinion but i think that the Catholic Church itself might be like super demonic. Oh no, I agree with you. <laughs> Especially nowadays, like if you look at the picture of any past pope, like they just freak me out. It's like a demon, you know. Like, yeah, uh, you did an episode the other day, right? With right, the snake. right. 
about the whole statue and thing. I was like, and then, wow, that's that's actually really crazy. And it's blatant, you know, like it's there for everybody to see because I feel like uh, people talk about this thing called karm, karmic karmic feedback or mm-hmm. karmic energy or something like that, where basically in order for the occult groups to successfully conduct their rituals and their agendas, like they have to basically disclose it mm-hmm. uh, clearly to the world and to the masses. And I feel like that's why you see like all these music videos with like the satanic stuff and the one-eyed symbolism and the random triangles and whatever the fuck. Yeah, I saw a video the other day. It was with, uh, with uh, John Lennon and I forgot who was next to him. It was a, a singer, a lady singer. But she did like a, a hand gesture. Yeah, yeah, that. You saw that video yeah. too? And I was like, what? Yes, <laughs> and yes. she like she noticed the camera was there. She was like, oh, my bad. And the whole time John Lennon was, uh, John, John Lennon. John Rest in peace, John Lennon. <laughs> but the whole time John Legend was like staring at the camera and just smiling. And then it doesn't pick up on what he said, but yeah. essentially he saw it from the corner of his eye, her doing it. Mm-hmm. And then he said something like while smiling, he's like, don't do that. Yeah. And then she like immediately regretted doing it. And then she kind of like looked at him. and was like, oh shit, I, yeah. I wasn't supposed to do that. But basically Baphomet, it's like yeah, a, it's as crazy. above, so below. They, they just do it out in the open. I'm like, wow. Super <laughs> randomly too. And, <laughs> and that was at the... Um, American Idol thing. It's like backstage yeah. at the American Idol. I think he was one of the judges, or uh, it was about the voice, to be. the voice, the voice, yeah. the voice. Super wild, super crazy, fucking wild. And speaking of the voice, because of that video, I went down a rabbit hole. I was like, what else? It like are they implicated in? Like, what else have they been known for? Like the, this Masonic satanic messaging. And then mm-hmm. I found this um this old uh. To, like 2015 advertisement slash commercial for the voice uk the one that has simon mm-hmm. um and the whole commercial is like this weird dystopian futuristic yeah, setup they make it look like some black mirror episode black mirror, black, <laughs> exactly that. and then it pans into this room where there's like this like multiple lineups of just robots and clones kind of like that scene from irobot mm-hmm. and then they just start malfunctioning but for a brief second you see the the leader of these clones kind of malfunction and she lights up one eye and the other eye doesn't let like doesn't light up and then it stays like that for a few frames and then both of them start lighting up and then it starts like tweaking out but it's like ah uh, like wait wait i feel like i have to show you this it's just weird like it's very unnecessary it's press play yeah We finally made it here. At last, we can reveal the secret formula of the new show. Nick's new to judging, so we had to set him up from scratch. Okay. <laughs> it's freaky, like man. I'm sorry. You sound like a pop star. Yeah, this, this is last year's chips. Wrong chip. You're amazing. You're the whole package. <clears throat> oh, you're great. But you... Needs work. The nation's sweetheart in robot form. Story alert. Emotional shed bot required. I don't know exactly what you're going through. I'm saying that. You see the one eye? We get a chance to see Freaky, dude. He's thinking. I've already found this year's winner. It's a group. Girls are going to love them. Boys are going to love them. Bigger than one direction. It's super stupid, too. Like my show. Expect the unexpected. The X Factor what? returns. <laughs> Expect <laughs> the unexpected is what they say. But um, and and that, in my opinion, is another strategy that they use mm-hmm. a lot. Is that they want to like ridicule an idea or a conspiracy theory so that it gets discredited. 
Yeah. And then people who believe in that conspiracy theory, like they'll be viewed as idiots, as, as crazy yeah. people, you know? So it's always like, I found like a better group than One Direction and then it's just a few kittens or... Uh, the, this world, bro, it's it's so evil out there. I don't, I don't know if you've seen, um, what's what, uh, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. He was on, um, I think, Jimmy Kimmel. Doing the triangle with the No, no, no. he was talking about how like, oh, like we're controlled by the government, by pedophiles and all that. Recently? No, I, I think it was an old clip and like everybody was laughing, thinking he was joking, but he looked so serious. Right. And um, apparently um, the, the laughter in the background was just added on. It was a laugh track. Yeah, it was yes, a laugh yes, track. Yes, and mm-hmm. apparently like I was like reading comments. I don't know if it's true or not, but people were saying like, they were there and like nobody was laughing super uncomfortable yeah they were uncomfortable yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see like jimmy kimmel or it was jimmy fallon one of them it's and definitely like, jimmy kimmel yeah, yeah. And he was like like laughing but like kind of awkwardly yeah. and um jim carrey he was like no like you know this is uh there's pedophiles and the government wants to control us right and you know everybody's gonna view him as crazy but he feels he thinks that hollywood is you know corrupt and right a lot of people actually feel like hollywood is corrupt it is corrupt to me, I will always listen to those type of people who were at, like were at one point so deeply in, like entrenched mm-hmm. in that system, like Jim Carrey, Kanye West, yeah. and then they finally get out of it, and then they start voicing their opinions and start um, exposing everything, and then yeah. everybody's so quick to just um, judge them as crazy, as insane, as uh, same with uh, Jeffrey Star. Jeffrey Star recently yeah. came out and also came said out. that he escaped um, the Illuminati in twenty twenty something. Yeah. And that I, f- I forget what else he said, but he said that we would be shocked mm-hmm. by by what these celebrities have done. Yeah. And he said something about Kanye West and Britney Spears, which is interesting because at the time where Andrew Tate was arrested around the same time, Kanye West went missing mm-hmm. because his business manager can't contact him to sue him. Apparently he he wants to serve him like a subpoena or whatever and couldn't find him anywhere. Britney Spears has been missing ever since yeah. her whole um uh conservatorship conservatorship or something yeah. like that and so like these like it's just strange because to me anytime something huge like that happens it's it's trying to distract us from something else like what are mm-hmm. they doing behind the scenes it's the world cup it's andrew tate it's Kanye west it's britney and it's all back to back to back have you heard about to... um jordan peterson what happened to him no uh well i saw this tiktok it was with his daughter and uh, she was saying how like, like the Department of like Psychology, they're trying to revoke his license because he has such a big impact on uh, society mm-hmm. and the media that like they just want to take it away from him. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> and I, when I heard that, I was like, what? That's so weird though. But not surprising, right? Yeah. I mean, people who are very vocal, they try to just sh- shut them up. You know. That's so nowadays. crazy. Which is what makes me kind of scared of this whole podcast, you know, because um, even even those like conspiracy videos that I do, a lot of times I'm I'm not going to lie and say that I never like that, that the idea never crosses my mind. But yeah, I'll feel a little intimidated, a little insecure kind of and just scared of like, what if I one day talk too much yeah. and then all of a sudden there's like a white van parked on the corner of my house just, you know, trying to I don't know what the fuck happens. But or like just, the, what happened with I don't know if you heard about that guy that he saw like these two giants the giant guy and now he's dead I'm like what yeah a hundred percent the giant <laughs> guy I've been um going down like a, a a deep rabbit hole with that because every tick like every other TikTok I'll see uh people are talking about him like mm-hmm. did you hear about that guy who then got shut it up by the CIA he even came out with a video 
where he was basically confessing that everything was fake but mm -hmm. then his like body language was all like kind of uncomfortable he kept like looking to the side almost as if someone was there like telling him what to yeah. say and like approving his lines and stuff but the problem with that one which i which i think i might have debunked it i i don't know if i did or not but his his wife's tiktok account continues normally oh really so she's not grieving she's not stop like she hasn't stopped posting tiktoks uh he's apparently he's a father and a good husband and i think that he might have just faked his death because yeah, just to like get away from all that just just to create a narrative even you know like he came he made a lot of noise and then the best way to exit without having to show any concrete proof is to just pretend that you died because like yeah. that's the ultimate move you know so I feel like if if I did that, right, I just like uh, hired a few websites to fake my obituary and just have it posted everywhere and then say that Callie died mysteriously or whatever, Mentally Gone would just skyrocket. You yeah. know, like every account, every video would be like revisited and get like a bunch of clicks and views and stuff. It's and, like a like an artist. Right, right. Yeah, their, yeah, their like, work gets better when they're dead. Just like Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never listened to Mac Miller as much as I have after his death, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and, and I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. No, I, like, I'm the same exact way. It and just hits different. You would you wish that there was more that you mm -hmm. could hear, but you can't anymore. Uh, 100%. And then, and then you kind of, like, hate yourself for, like, not yeah. accompanying the artist or, or just keeping up with them when he was alive. But, yeah, like, like faking your death, I think it's a huge marketing move. But... Mm -hmm. To like to my point, I feel like the fact that she continued posting TikToks almost as if nothing happened. I think it just shows that nothing has happened. Yeah. And then in one of the TikToks, he commented, and maybe he just forgot because I don't think these people are usually like very smart. Like they're usually airheads. Yeah. <laughs> he um commented something like saying like um oh like you're so hot, it's sexy, whatever. And then people like responded to his comments saying like, aren't you supposed to be dead or whatever? <laughs> you know, like it's super strange. It's super strange because if, if my partner died, I would go MIA for like yeah, five, course. 10 years. Like I would just like be fucking depressed and just destroyed, you know? But then she's there like posting TikToks and whatever the fuck. So I don't think that that one was real, yeah, but it was <laughs> interesting though. It's just super, see, see, like that's why the, the whole like lore of conspiracy mm -hmm. theories it's so enticing and and it just grasps you and just pulls you in because you want to believe so badly that yeah. there are like giants <laughs> walking among us but then you're like ah but this guy might just be like a construction worker who just wanted mm -hmm. his 15 minutes of fame he realized that it was almost over so he had to like create like an exit strategy and he did and now he's just a legend you know yeah. so it's pretty cool though it's like crazy. what like what he accomplished is pretty cool because we're here talking about him you know so it's whatever but um so that one is interesting that you brought it up because i actually had like an article open mm -hmm. for it so we already knocked that one out um i wanted to ask you if you heard about this thing um <laughs> which i found pretty interesting the world economic forum is urging the public is urging everybody on the planet to only shower once a week what? with plans of slowly but surely um kind of kind of guiding everybody towards public bathing as a way to uh save water and to save the planet never heard of that no no it was just recently <laughs> announced and if you couple that with the fact that they also want us to like eat insects and bugs it's just a weird dystopian future yeah that's weird 
What do you think about eating like crickets and like cricket protein and like eating um, bugs and shit? So I've I've eaten crickets and worms before. Real crickets? Yeah, they weren't alive. They were cooked. But still, real, yeah, crickets, real crickets and real worms. Yes. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, I think the worms tasted better than a cricket because with the crickets, you yeah. chew on it and you could just feel their legs oh, in your mouth, dude. like broken. Yeah. But you know, it's not. They add flavor to the to the worms. I was about to ask, like, what seasoning do you put on the, like a worm? Um, what was I think it was like a chili flavor. Okay. And the crickets was like garlic. <laughs> garlic crickets. Yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so gnarly, dude. So I'm I'm very oh, open shit. on wait like with eating things. Yeah. But I don't think I'll eat crickets again. The worms maybe again if I like go to like Indonesia or like mm -hmm. I don't know in a in an area where they eat that a lot. I don't mind tasting their food. Right. I'm very uh I'm not picky with with food. But to make it an everyday practice and like eat it every single day, I don't think so. There's better yeah. protein options too. Like, I I think that's unnecessary, especially with the with the showering too. Right. I don't right. know. Like, there's there's actors and actresses out there that shower like once a day. <laughs> I mean, once a week. I mean, once a week. Yeah, and like, huh. I don't. It came out like a while ago, and they were like all like, uh, I only like take a shower once a week, and um. And everybody just started clowning the actor, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, you you shower once a week." It's right. very vague. I forgot when it happened. I forgot who it was to. I think I think that has to be unhygienic. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but again, like that's what they do too. Is that they use like actors and influencers to help push this agenda, mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why. Another controversial subject that ties into that is um, speaking of actors trying to push agendas. I don't know if you've ever noticed how weird the kids of celebrities turn out to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, you can get the top celebrities, especially those that have been in the limelight for some time, like Tom Hanks's kid, Chet mm -hmm. Hanks. Like, he's a nutball. You yeah. Know? He, uh, he's like a rapper, tried rapping. He has, like, Illuminati tattoos all over him. He, he vocally says and wow. outwardly speaks that his dad is, like, an active Illuminati member. And people just view him as crazy because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And then Meg Megan Fox, she had a, uh, a son and she began without the consent of the kid, obviously, because the kid doesn't really know what consent means and, yeah. and doesn't understand that he has choices or whatever. She started dressing him up as a girl. Wow. So from a very young age, she just decided that he was a girl. And she would display and parade him to the public. And it obviously generated a lot of controversy. Mm -hmm. It kept her in the limelight. It kept her relevant. But I just find that so strange, though. Like, that idea that, like, celebrities are, are designed for that, you know? Like, that's why they're mm -hmm. in the position they are. It's because, in my opinion, whenever you get these, like, groups that own everything, like BlackRock or whatever the fuck it is, mm -hmm. they, you know, leverage these pawns. And then they're like, all right, so you're going to, be used to push this gender bending ideology or whatever the fuck no it's crazy how much influence a person has yes. on the society especially nowadays and like they view them as i don't know higher or gods yeah basically gods, gods. and they'll they'll do anything to like fit their agenda which which if you think back to like ancient egypt and when like pharaohs would have their own feasts and and just parties and shit and they were viewed as gods and, and considered as descendants of gods. And even priests, I think it was the Catholic Church, but even Catholic Church priests, they they were considered rock stars. Because yeah. up until the point where I think that they implemented that rule where priests can't have family and can't have sex because of the fact that priests were just taking advantage of their position of power. Yeah. 
and just fucking and just having a bunch of kids like crazy you know and then and then the catholic church had to like step in it's like no like you can't take advantage of your power and you have to be um i forgot what the name is but you have to basically abstain um mm-hmm. abstinence or whatever the yeah fuck. and i forgot where where i was going with this but that's part of the podcast right there. No. <laughs> oh, and they have a lot of influence yeah a lot of influence so i don't think anything really changed from that time to now I think everything just became more exacerbated because of technology, you know, and like everybody has this crazy reach, like even mentally gone. We're not like crazy famous or whatever, but we're starting to generate a little bit of interest with the public and and a little bit of influence, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, so like a video that gets over a million views, like it has, it has kind of um, established influence on a select group of people that watch that, like that's a given, you know, but that's what you do whenever you're on social media and you're listening to music is you're being influenced all the time and just constantly, which is wild. It's crazy. But yeah, so no, my, it's actually so crazy. <laughs> it, it like, it just gets weird. It just gets freaky. Um, but speaking of freaky and weird, another topic that we kind of want to really cover today is a topic that I've been thinking about ever since I turned 20 is the idea that you have to figure everything out while yeah. you're in your 20s and people who are 20 something right now listening can can probably relate to this where after you turn 21 the whole world assumes that you're already a well-equipped yeah. adult that can figure it out that can move out of the house that can help pay the bill it's like all of a sudden all of these responsibilities fall on your shoulders and it's you hard to, right now nowadays it's crazy it's crazy it's so hard like i was talking to my dad the other day and he he feels bad for our like generation because in the past like it was easy for a 20 year old to get a job and like maintain you know a good paycheck to get their own place but nowadays everything with inflation mm-hmm. everything's expensive right like i went to uh, mcdonald's with my friend the other day and i don't really eat mcdonald's but i saw him order and a whole meal was like 13 bucks. I was like, what? 13 bucks is crazy. <laughs> a McChicken is $2.50. Right. And I, I remember when it used to be a dollar. A dollar. <laughs> a dollar menu was like, the like all of McDonald's items were basically a dollar menu. Yeah. There's then, no yeah. more dollar menu, basically. And I saw this TikTok of a guy who lives in the Bronx, I think. And he went to like his local deli mart or whatever. And everything was like hyperinflated. So like a carton of milk was like 10 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Milk, milk was like 10 bucks or some shit. And yeah, like to your point, I, I feel like back in your dad's day, I feel like it was also easier because we weren't being influenced as much. And yeah. now with this culture, which which we touched on on our last episode about like the whole hustle culture mm-hmm. and like work ethic and you have to be your own boss. And so we live in this age where getting a secure and basic normal job is kind of frowned upon. Mm-hmm because it's not as empowering for you to bag groceries versus yeah. being a follower of Gary V and <laughs> and hustling and working your ass off every single day. So 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 it's not as honorable mm-hmm. if, if you will. But then back in the day it's like if you're a coal mine worker, if you're a if you're a I don't know like a fucking like what's like an, <laughs> uh, an old school job? I don't a uh, truck driver yeah, or like a salesman that goes door to door. Door to door salesman, yeah. Even then, back then, that was kind of a little frowned upon. Yeah, too. because because it was unstable. Yeah. And so people would, like, look at you and say, like, oh, yeah, like, you're a door-to-door salesman? Huh. So how much do you make a month? Oh, it, it depends. It varies. Yeah. You know, like, some months are better, some months are worse. But I guess we've always loved the idea of consistency, mm-hmm. you know? 
which in my case too, like we, we struggle a lot with that because there are months where we don't get anything from doing what we do, like almost like close to anything. And so, and then there are months where we get a brand deal and then it's like, mm -hmm. oh, like this is a good month, but then it's just very unstable right now. And so like, that's the price you pay for like building anything, yeah. you know, like a business or anything like that. Yeah. I feel like in, in your twenties, there's a lot of ups and downs, but it's good that it's happening in your twenties. Like it's good to take risk in your twenties. I'm saying because yeah. once you're thirty, it's over. It's yeah, <laughs> your life is over. All of the thirty year olds are now listening to this, like super depressed and shit. Like oh, no, shit. it's it's still possible in your thirties, but yeah, the mistakes that you make in your thirties have more impact on your life than when when you are twenty. True, true. You know, so I just feel like I want to like segue into this. Like we have a lot of limits that are not true. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, I was looking at Think and Grow Rich with Napoleon Hill, and um, he says that a lot of our limits that we don't do things, they're they're just fake limits. They're not there. We just think we're just putting that in our mind so we don't do it. You know, it's like a little uh, constructs. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little um, a blockage that you want, so you, you really don't want to do it. So um, I wanted to ask you, like, is there something that you wanted to do that you haven't done it yet? That's a great question. That, that's a great question because I just recently finished reading a book called um, The Obstacle is the Way. Oh, I love that book. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I wrote down notes because I feel like I have to write down notes for like books like that. I mm -hmm. have to, you know, like try to summarize everything in my head. And then after I finish reading a book, I'll like every single day, I'll go back to those notes and then just reread them until they're deeply ingrained yeah. in my head so that I can like draw from them from 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 like memory and stuff. But that book kind of talks about that too, how your your perceived limitations are always self-imposed mm -hmm. and they're all social constructs, right? Because the only thing that we have is now. Yeah. So who's to guarantee that after this podcast, any of us will exist anymore? Yeah. No one can guarantee that, period. Like you can't guarantee anything. So the only thing that you can guarantee is this moment right now with these words that I'm currently like uttering into this microphone and these thoughts that I have and this connection that I'm trying to develop through this show with you. It's like, that's all we have right now. And everything else is just a construct. And so it says that even by thinking about anything other than the moment, you automatically sabotage yourself mm -hmm. because you take away from what you do have and you give too much credence to what you don't have yet and maybe won't ever have. And so like answering your question, doing this podcast was one of those obstacles in my head mm -hmm. because um, I'm very self-critical of myself and I feel like things always have to be perfect. And that's one of my biggest problems is that, is that I, I strive for perfection too much. And then yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> and then ironically, I get in my head after I do something while striving for perfection, I beat myself up because I view it as the complete opposite of, mm -hmm. of perfection. And then that kind of demotivates me from even trying again. So like this episode at the very beginning too, like, um, I tried kind of like reassuring you, but it's more of a, of a reassurance towards myself saying mm -hmm. that, Oh, like I could just cut this part out or whatever. Sorry guys. If you, you know, because I just have to like constantly tell myself that it's okay to not be perfect, to not have a perfect episode, to not be 
the best speaker first time back doing the guest podcast because of things that I told you before we started mm -hmm. about feeling nervous and just having this anxiety that's been built into me since I was a kid. So it's like all these obstacles, it's just accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. And then the way that I have to kind of just solve it is just by doing it. Exactly. So th literally the way I solved it was by forcing myself because it's nothing against you at, yeah. <laughs> at all. It's, it's not personal at all, but it was forcing myself to pick up my phone, reach out and see if you wanted to do an episode. And then if you did, it's like establishing a date, a concrete date where now I can't backtrack. Yeah. You know, like I, like I can't bullshit my way out of this. Well, I can, right? Because I, I, I could just text you and say like, Hey, like I can't do it today. I, um, uh, how about we try to reschedule or whatever, but the whole goal now is just to let it happen. So it's exactly like that. It's, it says in the book, the obstacle is the way the obstacle becomes <laughs> yeah. the way. Yeah. And then you begin seeing the way in all things. And so that was an obstacle for me. Another obstacle has been like, just, just creating content. Like I have a bunch of ideas in my head about like videos that I want to create that I think would perform well, mm -hmm. but excuse me, it's just coffee burps. Um, like video ideas in my head that, that I know will perform well, but I just can't find the motivation to like actually sit down, turn on the camera and just do it. So like, that's been my biggest, biggest, biggest enemy recently, especially with this podcast. And then that just translates to everything else. It's like so, a TikTok. It's like a video. It's like anything. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, why do you think you can't find that motivation? Uh, I think I know the exact answer to that and it's going to sound a little bit dark, but I think it's, um, I think it's just because of like the constant disappointment that I've been like exposed to in the past, you know, like I've tried the whole, like, um, opening a gym thing, mm -hmm. you know, like I went down that route, dedicated like the pivotal moments of my life, like the youngest moments of my life, sacrificed going out, sacrificed developing friendships, like things that I regret today, like looking back in retrospect for this thing that didn't amount to anything. Yeah. So putting all that energy, all that time, all that effort, pouring my soul into something and then just for it to not demonstrate any fruits. And so that created like this PTSD, this um, defense mechanism internally, where even without realizing it, I just kind of like do it instinctively where I just um, I just think to myself, like, like, what if the same happens with this podcast? Yeah. Like, what if the same happens with creating content, everything goes to shit. And then I have to like figure out a real job. I have to like figure out my life because I can't just, so I've like thought about all of that. Like, like when we got our, um, TikTok hacked, mm -hmm. that was a huge blow. It was like, I was already like super depressed. If I'm being honest, I was already depressed, but I'm a functioning depressed, depressive person. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a functional depressive or whatever you call it. So I can be high functioning. I can be highly social, but my battery drains quickly. Yeah. So if I wasn't depressed, then I would have like an infinite amount of just charge and just um, range to like perform and operate within, which was me in high school where I was just like this guy who was like highly social. Um, I was always the guy who people would look to, to like organize parties, to like organize the, the bitches and the fucking <laughs> drinks and everything else. And so I was always that guy that was just always in control loved people loved just hanging out parties friends all the time but then because of the whole fiber thing like and because i moved from one country to another i i just didn't put effort into that so i so, so i just kind of poured it into you know into building the whole business thing yeah 
And so I forgot what the question was. No. <laughs> uh, why, why don't you have that motivation? Oh, yeah. Too? Yeah. So I would say that it's just largely that. The, the PTSD and you don't want to. It's feel just like fear of failure. Yeah, fear of failure. And I, I think my whole point in this was to to backtrack and, and see like those reasons are illogical and they're kind of dumb. Like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, of course, like everybody's going to fail, but you're a lot of people won't move forward because of that fear. You just got to conquer that fear and just go do it. Like, for example, for me, like my my thing is cold calling. I'm in real estate now and I don't want to cold call. Cold calling is the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, you, you never spoke to these people. And it's not the fear of rejection because I really don't care about getting rejected. It's the fear of not knowing what to say to them. Like, because I want to be logical and have, I'm, I'm a logistics guy. I like to give facts mm -hmm. about the market and the area they live in. And I don't want to mess up the script and telling them like, oh, like, oh, I don't know how much your house goes goes for. And uh, I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, could you give me a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like being prepared. Yeah. yeah I want to be prepared. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like not being prepared. Right. And obviously like that, it's a dumb thing to not cold call. Like, what I to solve that, I just have to keep on practicing, practice my script, keep on calling, go through that experience. I'm gonna fail from one call to another, but with like repeated action, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get better and better at it. And I, this past day, I realized that a lot of these things that you could like succeed in, all you gotta do is just do it. It's just do it. Yeah, it's just, it's just do it. start doing it. Yeah, just start doing. Like some days, everybody has those days that you don't want to do things. It's like going to the gym, like. You really don't want to do these things, but if you just conquer your mind and just do it without thinking, without hesitating, mm -hmm. you're just going to complete it. And, and, you know, you go leaps and beyond from a lot of people that don't do it at all. Yeah. It's just crazy to me because like while you were saying that, I just got like low key goosebumps and shit because to me, it's just wild considering that you, like. I'm not going to say that everything happens for a reason because again, like I don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. Yeah. Is it God? Is it the universe? Is it Buddha? Allah? Who, who, like who the fuck knows? Like nobody knows, but I like to believe that everything happens for a reason. And the fact that you are here today is just mind blowing to me right now, because even like you, like you talking about certain conspiracies that, that I was just researching yeah. and just happened to like synchronize on that. And then you expressing this mindset and these troubles that you've been having also applied to the same exact struggles and problems I've been having. Mm -hmm. So your cold calling to me is just clicking record. Yeah, exactly. And just like putting myself out there, saying stuff, not being afraid of sounding stupid, of looking ri stupid, ridiculous or whatever it is. And I feel like I couldn't relate more. You know, it's just it's it's all about the master of, master it's all about the <laughs> art of mastering your mind and just mastering your perception i feel like perspective and how you perceive certain things is the goal mm -hmm. you know to um to anything in life i feel so back in um 2007 from 2017 to no no from 2016 to 2000 i want to say 18 or 19 I was working at this um, bioengineering um, anti-pollution company and I, I would have to cold call too. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was even more complicated, I feel, just because I had that like new anxiety of being back in the US after years of not living here, um, of not speaking English, of not 
understanding, you know, how to how, like how to use certain words and how to basically talk to other people. And so I like part of my job was also cold calling and trying to sell them on like um, uh, scrub towers. And I forgot all of the products that that the company was selling. But it it took me a long time to like get the hang of it where I would just call and then I just kind of like developed a script for myself because I felt that that was the best way. So like similar to you, I had like a full script kind of like laid out where I knew exactly how to like, like from just saying hello, it's like, hello, my name is whatever, whatever. So everything was like written out. And then I would leave like a large room where I kind of like went through every possible scenario of what that person could say. And so if they said like, no thanks or whatever, or I'm going to have to check in with whatever I'm going to, whatever I would like stem it out. And then this is what I would say in response. And that was the only way that I could like get through that process because I just had to feel like I had some form of control versus just feeling like I was in the hands of these people who I was calling, which is not the reality, but it's how I perceived it in my head. Yeah. So I completely understand that. And like, both ways you know like from also cold calling but then also like doing and and applying it to like other sectors of life i feel like it's it's all about perspective i feel as corny as that is to say it is you you came back to the u.s in 2017 uh summer 2016 summer 2016 how was that that transition uh it was wild it was crazy 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 wild just just because of that though it's like I I left all of my friends, like high school friends, grade school friends. So so like the people I grew up with and developed long term of like family ties with, I left them all in Brazil. Mm. So I came back with a few friends that, well, not friends, but a few people who I was friends with back in like um, kindergarten, grade school, up until the point where I moved back to Brazil. So how it goes is like, um it's kind of like a crazy story but not really but when i was one and a half my mom brought me to the u.s we lived here until i was like 13 i want to say and then from 13 to 18 no from 12 to 18 i feel i was living in brazil and then at 18 i decided that i wanted to come back because i wanted to go to college here And so my mom was like, all right, so is this something you really want to do? You're actually going to go through with it. And then the irony is that I didn't go through with it. Um, And then I said, yeah, absolutely. And and I was just like so firm and just passionate about it. And it was one of the biggest decisions of my life. But I just felt this like need and just this like attraction towards the idea of just moving back. And so she was like, all right. And then everybody packed bags and then moved and then did the whole move back. So getting back here it was just that whole like re-adaptation phase where i was familiar with stuff i had memories of stuff i knew how life worked here but it was just like either way i just had to like get back into the groove of things you know do you miss it Brazil? i miss the friendships it's the friendships yeah like that's that's the main thing and i i actually recently just um just got a new phone and my old phone it it like it was just having a bunch of problems so i couldn't even like download whatsapp i couldn't even like go back into like my old group chats and stuff so i just recently got back into a group chat and it just like filled this like void in my heart kind of because yeah. i was just like needing that that familiarity with people that i just know like on like on like a deeper personal level it's like these are people that i've spent 
hours and hours just like talking and just um brainstorming and just um having heart to hearts and just um go like going through experiences parties crazy stuff tests and failures and and summer school and like all this shit and so it just felt good to like just just reconnect with those people you know yeah. and i feel like that's the one thing that i miss so if i could have like a, a perfect reality it would it would be if everybody just moved to like new jersey and then yeah like that like that would be a perfect world for me i feel another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, you were saying how like you you like fell through with the whole college thing and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like that's good because like you did it at a young age. Like let's say you were thirty and you did that. Like you be yeah, it's I'd it's be harder fucked. for like a thirty year old or forty year old to do it. Yeah, so that's why it goes back to you know figuring everything out in your twenties, where it's like you don't know what's gonna happen next year or the year after. You know, there's gonna be constant ups and downs, mm-hmm. but in the end, I think everything's gonna work out. If you do it at an early age and you learn these ups and downs. Yeah, which is why I think that both of us, like, going through everything that we've gone through last year, like, I think it's very important because of that, too. It just builds character, mm-hmm. I feel. And I have a bunch of friends who who come from, like, super wealthy families whose, like, parents are, like, fucking richer than God and, and <laughs> like, do just, just crazy, like, wealthy, wealthy people. And they live a life of like of maximum comfort of like no stress almost because they're able to just travel, constantly traveling. Every time I check their like Instagram, it's like they're in one country and then next week they're in another country and they're like lavish food. And just it's definitely a lifestyle that they've been accustomed to ever since they were born. And so those people, I don't envy them at all because I feel like we have more Mm -hmm in a lot of other aspects of life than they have in like materialistic things yeah there's a lot you can learn from hardship hardships yeah and and i feel like the biggest lessons in life like they have to be learned through hardships Mm -hmm. like you can't pass that down to your kid you can't um sit them down write it on a whiteboard and then try to teach them that like they have to experience it firsthand yeah of course which is why i think that we're we're privileged because of that i feel people who go through that yeah because we have that we have that intensity and drive that they don't have because they're just they just live in comfort and you, i don't know if you realize but a lot of people who are that come from like poor families and they like grow up to be rich and stuff they're and they want to be the best you notice that they're crazy like what's his name kuzma the ufc fighter oh yeah uh yeah yeah uh guzman yeah, yeah. Is he's uh he's like russian I, I believe yeah he was saying how like 
oh, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best. And you have to be crazy. He was like, oh, I'm crazy. And, he, and everybody's like, well, that's not something you want to flaunt about. He's like, no, you, that's something you do want to flaunt about because if you notice, the crazy people are the most successful because they want it that bad. Right. It's all about intensity. And, you know, he, he comes from a poor family too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like living a life of comfort, you don't get that. You don't get that hardship. You don't get that intensity, that drive, that hunger. Mm-hmm. And that's why I agree with you that we we are privileged to live through this, and we know we know the difference between the two, rather than like somebody who grew up living comfortably. Right, right. And I feel like to your point too is that like experiencing all that and gathering all that knowledge and that wisdom in your twenties will make you just like completely stand out in your thirties. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something that I also wanted to share is um, how much anxiety I feel like I've gained from turning 25 yeah because in my head it's like fuck like i have five (laughs) more years before i'm 30 i'm turning 25 in two weeks so that's crazy (laughs) like to me it's just such a it's supposed to be like a celebratory thing it's you know like you're 20 uh you're turning 25 um 25 years of life and Mm -hmm. supposed to be something positive which it is but at the same time you're like fuck man it's like five more years and i'm 30 (laughs) I still haven't figured out my life yet. Um, I feel even more urgency, but not in the good sense. It's like more bad urgency than good urgency. Yeah. And it's just this like extra added stress of like, oh, like how do I figure this out and how do I make this work by 30 years old? Can I make it work in one year? Can I make it work in two years? Can It's just a lot. It's just a lot of pressure all the time, you know? You just got to go at your own pace. Uh, an example, a good example is my sister. Um, you know, she started off in college and want to be like a forensic scientist and she loves history. So she wanted to go into history and she still loves all those things and stuff. But now she's 32, going to be 33 this year. And she started uh, going to medical school like like two or three years ago. Wow. And now she's an RN and she's had she got her own place last year. And, you know, she's making a lot of money. And, you know, it's. You could still do that at 30. Yeah, you, you could. Go on, you at your own pace. You know, there's no yeah. there's no time limit. There's people who become millionaires at 40 or 50. Most most people, um, which is what I kind of like um, reading about because it gives me like some sense of like reassurance too. But I think it's like Walt Disney got rejected multiple times and then it wasn't until he was like 40 or 50 years old where he finally got his like big shot. And then he quickly developed and like grew into what yeah. he was and and what he became rather. And then um, J.K. Rowling too, like in her forties, is when she wrote Harry Potter after multiple attempts at writing a novel that got rejected. She finally came up with one that got approved, and then it became what it is now. And it's like it's good to to remind ourselves of what you said. It's like thirty years old. I know that for the bulk of this episode, we've been like shitting on like the idea of being thirty. Yeah. But I feel like when we be like when we turn 30, we'll realize that we're still super young because mm-hmm. I, because I feel like 30 years old is still super young yeah, if you course. really think about it. I think that the the cutoff, it starts getting like a little downhill after you're 50 maybe yeah. <laughs> because like 50 years old, like there's not much you could do. You probably lived more than half your life already at 50. Right. If you haven't figured out your life by 50, then I don't know what you're doing. You know, yeah. like you, you kind of have to, but if we're 25 and we give ourselves that idea that we have 25 more years, then it becomes more doable. You know, it just eases our anxiety a little bit, which, um, yeah, I don't know. But what do you like plan on? Like, like 
what's a perfect 50 year old birthday for you? Like, what do you have? Who are you? What have you accomplished? What are the people that surround you at the table? Yeah. Where's this table located? Is it at like a Michelin star restaurant? <laughs> is it at a farmhouse? Is it, you know, like what is your reality at 50 years old? My reality at 50. Was that 20, 25 years from now? Yeah. <laughs> Another whole existence on top of it. <laughs> well, I would love there, love my friends and family to be there. You know, I, I would hope they're all healthy and doing good with their lives. Yeah. Have my own family there. It would probably be at my own, um, my own place. Because it, at 50, I plan on being rich. I want to have a lot of money. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we all, I mean, we all, we all do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think it goes underrated. People, they want materialistic things. Mm -hmm. I just want a chef and a cleaner. <laughs> a chef is, is a nice concept to have, yeah. So I would That's want nice a chef thing. there cooking our meals, have a big table with my friends and family, you know, celebrate life. Um, probably in Texas. Yeah, Texas is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I want to I wanna be a great influence and, like, worldwide, I want to be a great influence, you know, as I said in my last pod, in the last podcast, um, I I want to go into technology field, change uh, change different ways in how we use technology, become more innovative in that, and you know, in a positive impact. I want to do that. Um, I want to do a lot of film. I can't even say it. Philanthropic. Philanthro uh, yeah, I can't say <laughs> that word Philanthropic uh, Philanthropic. things, you know, help like. Philanthropy. <laughs> yeah, philanthropy. Philanthropy. Yeah. I want to help a lot of communities, yeah. uh, whether if it's in the US or, you know, in South America or in Africa. I want to help a lot of them, you know, create schools for them, have food and water for them. Mm -hmm. I, I want to have a big impact in this world. And I I know in life you don't really need that. A lot of people, ninety nine percent of people are not gonna make an impact. Mm -hmm. And that one percent will, but and I'm not saying that I need to have that impact. I don't mind if I don't do that impact. But it's the aspiration yeah, towards it. It's the it's, grind towards yeah, it. Yeah, it's the grind towards it. Yeah. And, you know, I I want to inspire people to do that. To even if I'm not the best at doing it, mm -hmm. if I could get 100 people to, like, give and donate, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I'm successful in that. So that that's my yeah. fifth thing, you know. Have, have the people around me that love me and I love them. Everything genuine. Genuine, nothing, yeah. nothing bad. Genuine is a good thing to kind of like take along with you because I feel like it's so easy for you to lose yourself in life, especially, you know, and I think that that's one of the uh, lessons and the, and the many teachings that like hardships kind of give you is that you stay true to who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I feel like people who win, like win the lottery and they just win at life and they get everything handed to them. It's very easy for you to not know who you are because yeah. everything's constantly changing around you but if you stay in a place even if it's a dark place and all you have is is this opportunity to kind of better understand yourself throughout that process because you don't have much else then once you start rolling your um proverbial boulder up that hill everything around you changes you you stumble across new landscapes or whatever but the core of who you are stays the same mm -hmm. and i feel like that's one of the main lessons i feel because because i feel like even even like even when i was aspiring to do the whole gym thing i felt like i 
I don't know if I could recognize myself, you know, like I'll like try to look back and stuff and like see who that person was, but I don't recognize them because I feel like at that time things were a little too easy because I had two other partners and everybody was like set and um, everything was good. Everything was already figured out. There were like loans already in place and like money was secured, funding, everything was good. Life was great. So all we cared about was um, how do we make this successful? How do we then expand in like two years from now, we'll, we'll open the second one and then everybody's going to be rich. Everybody's going to do this and, and, and that. So it was very easy to get lost in that because all we had was time to um, think about these like changes in life rather than like internal changes, if that makes yeah. sense. Because there was no like real need to, you know, like we, we had no real need to like struggle or, or do anything like that. And so that was an interesting thing. And then now I feel like I know myself a little too much, like, like too much for comfort, even at times where I'm just like, oh, like I just need to like escape myself a little bit. Yeah. I need to um, take a break from myself a little bit. I need to escape into work, into leisure, into something, because otherwise I'm just too much into who I am if that makes sense but yeah yeah it's i just, think i don't know like breaking that cycle of who you are is really good yeah it, it's just like my shirt you got to seek discomfort at times seek discomfort it says yeah i don't have my glasses but yeah, yeah. you you have to exactly seek discomfort right. at times and seeking that discomfort will you know open a lot of doors for you yeah to new things yeah i f i feel like it's just necessary it, it just really is. I don't think that you can do anything substantial without it. And I don't trust people who haven't gone through their fair share of like yeah. trials and tribulations. Like I can't trust them because to me, it's like every advice that they give you is like, oh, dude, like why are you stressing out? It's okay. It's going to pass. I'm like deep down inside. I'm just like, fuck you. Dude. Like, <laughs> like, like, like you have no idea what this feels like. You have no idea what I'm going through. You've never had to experience anything like that. And that's one of the reasons why I think also I just kind of became like a hermit in like 2022 where I just like enclosed myself. I just stayed in this basement, obviously, and that contributes a lot to like depression and shit because all you see every day is like the same walls and the same whatever and you're alone mm -hmm. and you just like bar out everybody from your life and you don't allow anybody to get like close to you, um, including podcast guests, like anything. It's just it's just like this this thing that I can't control that that just takes a hold of me, but then the final realization is that you can control it or you, you can't control it, but you can fight against it by yeah. just taking small steps towards escaping that, that, um, world, I guess. And I tend to ramble incoherently. Like, I don't even know like what train of thought I started on, but that's the whole point of this podcast is just, you know, like just, just say what we feel and say what we think. And then hopefully maybe if not, not hopefully because i honestly don't care if anybody listens to like these because like mm -hmm. my goal again is just to reconnect it's just to connect with people and yeah yeah but, you know if anybody who listens are going through the same thing you know then, then they'll like see you know like some wisdom in like something that we said or yeah like, and they're, they're not alone in this too right. a lot of people are going through this and they feel alone when yeah. in reality there are millions of people in their 20s feeling this exact same way and to your point, there's um, there's a psychiatric term I feel, um, not I feel, I say I feel a lot, which, <laughs> which, which I just want to talk about real quick. Americans are the only people who say I feel really a lot. It's like whenever you say something, you usually say I feel like this is unfair. I feel like um, I feel like I kind of want pizza. I feel like 
I feel like this is wrong. I feel like the government is spying on us. I feel like um, hardships are stupid. Yeah. It's like, it's just always, I feel, I feel, I feel. And I think that that contributes a lot to just how unstable everybody is emotionally, especially in mm -hmm. America. And then that just creates like this snowball effect where like people just lose themselves in like vices, especially like eating. Um, a lot of Americans are overweight, obese, clinically obese. And it's just yeah. because like we've been taught and conditioned to basically assimilate everything through our emotions. And so our emotions get very taxed very easily. So it just gets worn out and it just doesn't know what to do with all these feelings instead of reserving it for real feelings and real emotions and yeah. real problems and filtering it through that. But I just think that that's very interesting. You You're know? about to say it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it, but I caught myself. I was like, I f think it's, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, but anyway, so in psychiatry, there's this um, terminology. I forgot what the name exactly is, but the whole idea is that there are no matter how big you think you are, whenever you obviously put that in perspective to how vast the universe is, mm -hmm. it just basically um, like calm, like calms your ego and just reassures it and just basically puts it back in its place where it's like relax, you're pretty big shot, but yeah. in comparison to the universe, you're you're just nothing. Like you're like you're basically just a blip. In this vastness of everything yeah, and so some people they don't practice that humbleness yeah yeah they just get too ahead of themselves and that's where you have like narcissistic people and just um self-centered in general you know because 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 even if you get like michael jackson for example huge larger than life godlike superstar well one of the biggest ones that ever existed i feel but in comparison to like everything else he was just a blip too you know mm -hmm. like he came he did his thing and then he left and now he's gone and all that's left is like what he did but what he did when you just zoom out and just keep zooming out zooming out zooming out it's just a speck of dust it's like it's it's literally nothing yeah and i think that that's reassuring but it can also be very depressing to think about but i think it's more reassuring for yeah. me at least i'm like trying to like i, I think it's more to show that you know we we had to like live in the moment and not worry about the future too much because we can't control the future. Yeah, honestly. we can't. We can't. We can't do I was, uh, I think it was a Vsauce. It was a video of Vsauce. Vsauce um, is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he was saying how we, we die three times. And at first it's the first initial death, you know, mm -hmm. you die and everybody's there. The second time you die is when somebody speaks of you mm -hmm. and, you know, it's going to be the last person that speaks of you. Right. Yeah. Right, right. There's gonna be that one last person that speaks to all. Oh, like I remember uh, Ferdinand, like great, great, was, great grandchild yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. And um, then the third time is now that we have media and photo, is the last time somebody sees you through that that media, mm -hmm. and they're gonna be like, "Oh, who is that?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know. That's this, uh, somebody from like the twentieth, the twenty first century." Right. And you know, it's 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 reassuring to myself to live in the moment because that doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you know, I could create an impact and in a thousand years, that impact isn't going to be nothing. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it's reassuring to live in the moment and enjoy what we have right now. And it's also reassurance for you to pick up the phone and do cold call yeah. because nobody's going to remember it. Like that person is already going to forget about that interaction yeah. by the time dinner comes, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's something else that I've always struggled with is um, the, 
the perception that people have of me and the fact that I can't really control it, but I try to control it to the best of my capabilities. But sometimes even doing that kind of restrains and like cripples your own expression, right? Yeah. So I could try to like try to force a certain character every time a guest walks into my house, but I'm just giving you me. It's like, I'm just giving you who I am. I'm trying my best to like not be an anxious, nervous wreck every time. I'm trying to like figure it out and like stay composed and like try to, you know, gear a uh, conversation. Not saying that I do it alone, but like trying, like try my best to be a host. Yeah. But then I, I try to put that all on the back burner and just let myself kind of take control fully. And then whatever comes as a product of that is genuine. It may not be great. It may not be perfect, but it's not scripted. It's not this, this radio personality voice. It's not this, um, this alter ego that I've created, which a lot of people do, like they create alter egos and then they kind of become those people whenever they are put into certain circumstances, you know, because it's their way of coping with it. It's like a lot of pressure and then, and then it's just hard to perform or whatever. But I feel like the reassurance is just that, is that everybody listening to this, even if it's not a great performance from my end, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter because doesn't like matter. what matters is like the experience. It's the conversation. It's the ideas. So a lot of stuff that you've said today, I'm going to sit with, and then I'm going to start reading a book today. I think today's the, the day that I started like a new book. And then that automatically, like everything you said is in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And then it, it like, it just adds itself to the mental filter that I have now, spiritual filter, emotional filter. It, it just keeps on adding to it. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And yeah, I, I don't know if, if if anything I said made sense, but <laughs> but that's just yeah. Twenties, um, yeah, it's a it's a wild time. Yeah, like, and I'm I'm not even halfway through it. Yet. I'm about to be halfway through it, but uh, I'm I'm like I'm excited for that ride, and what it what those years are gonna be like. And speaking of which, I know in these next coming years. There's going to be a lot of AI stuff. AI stuff. Which, oh, yeah, that's right. I almost forgot. <laughs> that thing, I, I actually love the concept of AI. I know people are like, oh, it's going to. Scared. Yeah, a lot of people are scared. They're like, oh, it's going to, you know, destroy humanity. It's like some Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> some from Sky Avengers. Net. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it'll help people a lot, too. Like, an AI might find, you know, cures to diseases that we we never thought of because it's a simulation it's going to simulate all the different you know things that you could put in medicine the thing is it's also controlled by the government you don't know if the government is going to give you that cure or not if you could trust it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right now like one of my my visions is for this year is to learn web 3 i don't know if you've heard of it web 3 i've heard of it i don't really understand it but I yeah it's, it. it's really confusing it's a decentralization which is basically like um you can't get tracked on what you're doing, you know, because mm-hmm. when you're using Web2, basic internet right now, there's a lot of ads. Like, you're basically getting surveyed and, like, you get ads on what you said. Like, oh, like, I was just right. speaking about this. Why am I seeing an ad like that? Well, Web3, it's all private, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get those ads. Um, and you, it's a lot of with crypto, you know. It, I feel like crypto is fighting off the government Mm -hmm. because they don't want government to control our money right but then at the same time do we actually know if it's them 
Like we don't know if the government is actually controlling the crypto. Like what if they're the ones that yeah. created the whole story and and the whole like mythos of of the guy who founded Bitcoin? Apparently he's like a Jesus figure who like yeah. disappeared off the face of the planet. We don't even know who created Bitcoin. Yeah, nobody knows. Uh, people speculate that it's Elon Musk himself. People joke, you know, like we just don't know. Yeah, especially when it comes to the government because because of the whole like um, Bin Laden was um apparently a cia operative yeah, at one point and it's been confirmed by the cia and so then you like piece stuff together you're like damn it you know like they they've always been famous for creating like um controlled opposition is, is essentially what it's called which people are now saying that like kanye west is controlled opposition andrew mm -hmm. tate so it's hard for you to trust anything and anyone especially when it comes to those things but yeah but but yeah i could see benefit in ai for sure I could see how it could like simulate 1 million possible scenarios in the nanosecond mm -hmm. and then serve you the plausible ones and the ones that are actually practical practical versus hiring like a group of a thousand scientists putting them inside of a building and then yeah. and then giving them a month to like figure it out you know yeah it, there's like that two reality where people think it's like you know 1984 or Right. The other reality where people will feel safe in their homes because, you know, AI is protecting them. For example, like self-driving cars, if every car was self-driving, mm -hmm. there would be no accidents. There wouldn't be an accident. Yeah. But, you know. But then people are scared that yeah. people will hack into their <laughs> hack car. Hack into the car and control where they drive. Or whether they can drive. Yeah. You know, if if like a martial law is ever implemented, then if you have a Tesla, you probably won't be able to like use it to get anywhere. Yeah. You know? And the thing is like, it will also not be beneficial for insurance companies because if there's no crashes, how are they right. going to get money from them? And so everything works in ways where it's like, ah, it all contradicts each other. Everything is corrupted by self-interest, right? Mm -hmm. Because even insurance companies, like they're big lobbyists whenever there's like a political campaign or whatever, like they'll lobby for the candidate who will basically accept their deal of like, yeah. oh, like don't, don't push electric cars yet and and um ford toyota well not toyota but like american car companies like they've been big lobbyists towards trying to keep that grasp on um engines yeah you know uh just like oil engine cars but now all of them are kind of pivoting because there's no escape from it you know like mm -hmm. that's 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 just the future because it's better it's more efficient it's um quicker and stuff would you get a tesla like do you plan on getting an electric car I do, do you have one. a Tesla? I don't, no, I, I, I want to get an electric car because um, I feel like it's cheaper than gas. It's honestly. cheaper than gas, and gas like spikes up and down too. Like oh, it's yeah. kind of hectic. It's it's pretty wild. Like two months ago, it was like four something, and now it's like crazy lower threes. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's like a it's like the stock market. It's wild, yeah. So you would trust it? Yeah, I would trust it. Yeah, you know. If if I die, if they hack my car and I die, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> right. I'm going to enjoy my, my electric car. And then it goes back to the whole, like, living in the moment, too. It's because I feel like especially, oh, see, I feel like, <laughs> um, I think that especially with the whole conspiracy thing and, and people who are listening, they probably come from Instagram and, and or TikTok, and they're probably used to the whole conspiracy theories and stuff. But I feel like it's so easy for you to get caught up in that world, which is what I'm really practicing awareness of is um, to not lose myself in that world. Yeah. Although I do like indulging in conspiracies. I like thinking outside the box. I I, um, I like talking about possible um, theories and possible realities of things. But I don't want that to dictate my life yeah. where you can't enjoy 
a Tesla because you're thinking about like 10 years from now when Elon Musk can hack your car and the government is going to buy out Tesla and then they're going to own that software or whatever the fuck it is. But I feel like living in the moment is the best thing to do. Yeah. You know, I agree with you. And then as you go, un unless it targets you and like hurts you personally, then you should just just like keep it rolling, you know, and just like deal with it as it comes. I don't know. Yeah, speaking of like Instagram and stuff, uh, in Web3, there's like um, some programmers. Well, Web3, you got to learn it. It's like coding, basically. Mm -hmm. So if it's like some JavaScript stuff. It's all encrypted. Um, but they're trying to create a social media for Web3. And I know there's there's multiple. There's one that's called BitClout. BitClout. Yeah. So basically, like, you could be a creator. It's good for, like, small creators. Uh, you could be a creator. Mm -hmm. And you could like tweet, put videos, uh, photos, mm -hmm. and people could give you crypto coins or essentially money. They give you money for being popular. And it helps like small creators that want to grow like, oh, like, oh, I really like how you tweet. I'm going to give you some donation. Right. You don't have to worry about ad based stuff. Right. So I, I feel like Web3 is the next good thing that's going to happen with all of us. You know, everything's private. And they already have like Facebook is already in Web three. There's like private Facebook, private Twitter, and I don't know. You know, it's pretty cool. And AI is gonna be in, in like it's gonna be in that. I don't know. AI is Realm. huge. Yeah. 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 AI is gonna be really big. Which to me, like, that's a big problem of 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 just being a creator. You know, is that you like you kind of have to be at the mercy of these like companies, and you have to kind of lend your platform for advertisements and yeah. just being you know spokesperson uh spokespeople for companies that sometimes you don't even want to like collaborate with them but you have to for the sake of making ends meet you know but if if like if they ever figured out a way where they could normalize the idea of um people contributing and like people kind of like tipping or yeah, it's like a subscribing patreon, patreon yeah or just monthly subscriptions just like patreon like, I think that there would be way more quality control in terms of content creators because, yeah. I, because I feel like, in my opinion, like, this is my conspiracy, but the main popular content creators that we see, especially in the age of TikTok, a lot of them are, like, subsidized by these companies who want to use them as their, like, little puppets for their brand and stuff. And mm -hmm. so they make them these huge stars and they kind of, like, back them up throughout the whole journey. So um, the TikTok dancers and, like, all that bullshit... I feel like it's way easier for them and like that's how it's kind of designed but i don't think that people want to consume their content as much as it's being portrayed to us like yeah like, they're not as popular as they seem no i agree with that <laughs> right because like i don't do it i don't know anybody who like loves that type of content but my point being is that there like there are other creators who create great content but they don't get the exposure that they deserve because maybe they don't have enough time to like put into that craft because they have to manage a second job to make ends meet mm -hmm. So if there's a way to like solve for that, where that audience is responsible for sustaining this creator that gives them value, then there's that like value arbitrage and that value exchange, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's something that I'm still trying to figure out too, because like we've thought about doing a Patreon, but I don't want it to like come off as like um, a money grab. Yeah. You, you don't want to be like, oh, if you want to see this, yeah. subscribe to our right. Patreon. You don't want to be like that. So I still want to keep this momentum going i don't want to hide everything behind a paywall and then all of a sudden just press the brakes you know radically and then just yeah. tell everybody hey all right so no more free treats for you guys you got to pay 
and then just charge them 10 bucks a month for content that they were getting for free so it again then it comes into like the whole work amount and the whole workload editing and everything and then you have to come up with like new content and it's just a whole thing but yeah. but having people having the people decide whether or not you are worthy i think is way better than having a company i agree with that so because you know you got to follow their rules and yeah be like squeaky clean and yeah shit. if you like, mess up you're out and you lose all your money i i hate that shit so much <laughs> this idea and, and and we've gotten offers from like companies that like wanted that a little bit it's like oh like yeah like we'll we'll work with you but then you can't post about this and you can't say this word and you can't cuss and you can't do this i'm like nah, i don't think that's worth it honestly yeah you got to be very organic into yourself yeah you always follow your gut you know that's a good yeah yeah i think I think following your gut is always the best move, I feel. And it's just weird, too, because I've been, like, recently just just really working on um, gut health, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like it's made a huge difference in my life in terms of just clarity of thinking. And it's it's really true. Like, like that saying has a lot of truth to it, you know, like, follow your gut, trust your gut. But I feel like, again, like, a lot of people's guts are just contaminated by just processed foods and, yeah. and bullshit. But yeah, so I'm in that journey too. I'm trying to just like clean it. Yeah, yeah. clean my gut. There's a lot of bacteria that lives there. Sometimes you got to shock it. Mm-hmm. It's not good bacteria. And another thing that I've been trying to do is like work out more often because ironically, like I used to be a person who would work out every single day, like six times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I've been working out once every week, once every two weeks. And it's just, I feel like that makes a big difference too. It's just like lifting weights and just trying to get in the gym as much as possible. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of aspects that we talked about today can be applied to everything, including mm-hmm. the gym. Right, right, right. So obstacles, just, yeah, the obstacles. Obstacles the way I think is the main topic of this episode. The obstacles the way, yeah, yeah. I was uh, before we started the podcast. I was we were talking about the the character AI. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know. I urge everybody to use it. It's so fun. But it's weird because you're like, wow, this is not a real person I'm talking to. But it seems so, like yeah, it, it seems yeah. like you could talk to Elon Musk. I was saying uh, Gandhi, Socrates. Uh, you could talk to like a mental health coach there, and it sounds legit. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it feels like you are talking to these people, but it's not. And it's actual like real life advice and real yeah, and, and practical yeah, information. Like the yeah. psychologists they would ask, they would dig deep on the root of your problem. They're like. Oh, so like, why why do you feel like this? And you answer the question like, oh, so you're going through this and that and that, but you think if you did this differently, like wow. that would help you. And you're like, wow, I never thought about that. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna try it just to get free therapy because I feel like everybody needs to go to therapy. Yeah, I've I've I'm gone to the point out. where like I'm using ChatGPT or Character AI more than Google. Wow. And I realized this the other day that um that chat gbt or open ai was invested by microsoft right 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 yeah right. they invested billions of dollars into it i saw that yeah yeah and now they're probably going to implement that into bing and bing is probably going to be compete with uh google, google. like really heavily because ai is going to destroy uh seo mm-hmm. i don't know if you know what that is search engine optimization yeah, yeah basically that so you won't get the ads in the beginning of your google search anymore right you're gonna get exactly what you're searching uh so people think that google is going to lose its power which is right. good because we need competition we can't have like a monopoly of everything 
Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm excited for that that transition. I'm excited for AI as long as they don't start doing like AI podcasters and stuff, <laughs> you know, because I feel like that's what I'm betting all my chips on is just this long-term um, podcasting. And as long as they, which I saw recently too, that they've been creating these um, digital digital idols, essentially. Yeah. Uh, they did that with the digital rapper FN Mecca. Oh yeah, I've seen that. So he came through, he uh, created music, he, he did like a whole marketing campaign. And now they're creating uh, digital influencers that brands are now basically giving brand deals to because they'll just uh, essentially be easier to control and act yeah. exactly <laughs> in a way that optimizes sales for those brands. So hopefully people just don't accept that, you know, and they still love mm -hmm. uh, uh, hearing other human beings and interacting with other human beings. And as long as that's still preserved, then I feel like I'm okay with the future. You yeah. Know? I just don't want people to be like, all right, uh, you know, computer generated, everything is best. And um, yeah, fuck humans. I, I don't care about <laughs> humans anymore. And we're going to live in like cyberpunk 2077. And like, that's going to be life. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's a good move. What do, do you? Uh, no, no, go, go. I was going to say, uh, what do you feel about NFTs? NFTs? I, I tried creating an, an NFT through Blender. Mm -hmm. um, I think I tried it in 2021. And I was not successful because I can't figure out Blender. Blender is just super, yeah, super complicated. <laughs> I tried creating a donut, right? Because like that's usually the the first tutorial and stuff. And I just couldn't create the donut and I just quit. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't do this. <laughs> but I feel like if I just discipline myself and kind of like devoted more time towards it, I could figure it out um, a little bit. But it takes like years and years for you to get to a point where you're just super proficient at it and you're creating entire worlds and yeah. like universes. And it also takes like a crazy amount of time for it to like render to, you know, like a short HD clip with a, with a, with a lot of information. Yeah, you need a, a really good computer for a stuff really, like that. Yeah, and I don't think my computer can handle that. So NFTs are interesting. I've heard a, a lot of like scams, you know, about how celebrities back a certain coin, a certain NFT, and then it just turns out to be a scam. Like and the Logan Paul one that just happened. <laughs> Logan Paul, Gary Vee was also implicated yeah. in a few. And so it could be like an easy way to launder money, just like art is like, yeah. like modern art. So, so like, that's how I kind of see it as just a way to launder money. I don't know. So you, you don't agree with it or anything? I don't agree or disagree. I feel like it's, again, I feel like it's owning art, but mm -hmm. for you to start owning art, it's usually to like, um, take advantage of like tax evasion, which, um, I've had like a few wealthy mentors in the past and like they even confessed to that like they said blatantly that um they don't really care much about art but they buy yeah, they it because just, they'd rather do that than pay this amount they would uh, they would pay to buy that art just to donate it to a charity right donate it to a <laughs> charity get that tax off tax tax right off or create a charity and that's why a lot of like billionaires are off into the idea of like giving away money and shit so I don't agree or disagree. I think it's just a modern version of art. Yeah. You know, what do you think about it? Well, I feel like everybody feels like it's a new thing, but it, it's been here for a long time. Mm -hmm. For example, um, there's a video game called CSGO. CSGO. It's a very, very popular video game, and it's uh, it's been around for more than 10 years, I, I think. But it's like this. It's Have you ever heard of uh, Valorant? Valorant? Yeah. It's like a 
it's an elimination 5v5 and you need uh to work as a team to like you know defuse and it's like search and destroy basically so so it's kind of like counter-strike yeah it's csgo counter-strike oh csgo is counter-strike yes okay, csgo okay. is counter-strike oh csgo csgo I heard TSGO. I'm like, TSGO? Like, what is that? <laughs> yes. TSGO, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Counter-Strike, there's a marketplace for knives. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about yeah. that. And people will sell these knives, these digital knives for thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you're spending $1,000 just to get that knife variant? Right. And people actually spend this money, and that that's an NFT. You know, you, you don't own the thing in real life. Right. You right. own that knife color. You own the the code that yeah. represents that object that's supposed to simulate an object in real life. Yeah, and people they will resell it for money too. And, and I don't know, yeah. I I'm indifferent about NFTs. You know, it's sometimes I can see it being silly. People have these uh, these monkeys or like right, right. <laughs> different types of monkeys. Which I don't know if you heard about that conspiracy theory about how um, how the boring ape nfts um they were supposed to be a vehicle for racism essentially really yeah and then neo-nazis were kind of like behind their um their like widespread acceptance essentially and it, it fooled every like huge celebrity you know like stephen curry snoop dogg had one wow neymar justin bieber everybody was buying into this idea but nobody really stops to ask about like what the meaning is because mm -hmm. and i think it just proved the brilliant point too it's like it's such a status symbol at times that people don't care what it is it's like they just want to be included in that conversation to be a part yeah. of that group so every major celebrity that that has millions and millions like they were like oh like i like i want to participate and then later they went to find out that like i forget like what the story is but it's definitely like something about neo-nazis yeah it's a uh, wild a lot of stuff happens behind the scenes um with a lot of uh rich people i was uh listening to the ceo i think he was the ceo of uh, big clout where i was mm -hmm. i just talked about that social media and he was saying that he had a meeting with a lot of like celebrities that they don't they, they don't announce that they're going to these meetings they they invest in these companies without anybody knowing mm. so like for example i think kim kardashian was there mm. and uh he basically like sellered the idea of like starting a, a big cloud account and you know being an, a big influencer there and get money off of people and stuff so that's so slimy yeah. though you know like it's behind closed doors yeah everything's already established but it's a, yeah that's weird. It, it makes sense sometimes because you need uh you need some influencers to back it up so people could join the, the platform yeah yeah so um, it, it's but crazy it, out there these are these celebrities that do stuff behind the scenes and billionaires and and to me like it's just weird too well not weird but it's kind of like unfair because the um the uh fuck i forgot the name of the thing i was but the uh the playing field is already set before it's released to the public and so mm -hmm. like they already established these like major players like kim kardashian and whoever the fuck it is so it, it it's gonna claim to be different than like traditional social media but then you go on it and the same people are big and it's the same kind of like cycle of just like social status and stuff and like that's what kind of like swayed me away swayed me away from like social media in the past is is just that like that idea of like everything is status based you yeah. know like there's i just want a social media app where it's just like value based which is what 
this new social media app could become because mm -hmm. because people decide if that's you know going to be something that's worthwhile and so maybe kim kardashian goes on it and then everybody's just sick and tired of her and then nobody pays her anymore and then and then she realizes all oh, like this isn't worth my time and she gets off and then it just keeps it for those people that yeah actually deserve it you know so hopefully that's the case but knowing people they just love idols yeah, i would i would hope like everybody gets on it and then a lot of small creators come in and mm -hmm. it's like TikTok, how yeah. TikTok was in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Now it sucks. <laughs> it sucks because it just got consumed by all the community guidelines. People, people would post like clips of other people getting murdered of like, um, accidents, um, decapitation videos and shit. And then now it's like, if you say a certain word, you're deplatformed yeah. and, and you have to stick into this little fucking guide rail that they have. Yeah. I, you know what's crazy? Um, it's all it's supposed to be all kid friendly on TikTok and stuff, mm -hmm. but then <laughs> you slide like a few videos. I think I know what you're gonna say. And you just see girls, <laughs> right. <laughs> practically nude. Yeah, just just naked girls, like essentially that. Yeah. yeah. And then every other live video, because as you scroll, you like skip over live videos. Yeah. And it's always like a girl in like short short clothing and just yeah. like in like awkward positions, I getting feel like ready. Or whatever it's like the, the the same thing what happened with Twitch, where it's like. The, right. the pool, how everybody would do the be in bikinis in their pool on Twitch. Right. Everybody's like, this is a gaming site. Yeah. Why are there people in pool and like in their bikinis and like yeah. Twitch, the representatives of Twitch, they, they, they allowed it and stuff. Only mm -hmm. girls could do it and stuff. They don't get, you know, punished for doing something. But it's just so dumb. <laughs> it's wild. And the same thing happened with the girl who had sex on on stream i don't know if you heard about that nah. but she got banned for only a week while like other bigger uh creators on the platform got banned for like certain ideological beliefs or whatever yeah and she was literally fucking on like on stream and then she got like a huge bump from that and then she came back and then just continued That's as usual wild. you know it's just uh it's just crazy it's like what do you have to do nowadays to like get cloud and just to get you know attention and like people just really push those boundaries and just really push it yeah it's, it's because these companies they know that if they ban that it won't have a lot of traction yeah 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 and they'll, there'll be another site that that'll do that and everybody will switch over to that exactly that yeah yeah man i don't know i don't know i think that the final message for this episode is that i don't know <laughs> and i don't think anybody knows anything and we're just trying our best to navigate this you know and just understand everything the best we can. And I think that's the best we could do. Like, yeah. do you have anything else that you want to finish off? Uh, I mean, I could say a message to the world. <laughs> right, right. So um, as 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 per usual. A tradition. Um, a tradition on this show ever since I think the the, the first episode, I think I, I already started doing this. But staring into the camera, for those of you who are new to the show, um, every guest will stare into the camera they will pretend that they are walking on the global stage on a world stage everybody on the planet stops what they're doing they are given an interpreter earplug where it will translate perfectly everything that ferdinand is about to say perfectly into their language and they have this opportunity now to convey one message it, it could be a message it could be a question it could be a word just one thing that they're going to utter into the microphone and everybody's going to hear it and that's how we're going to log off the show yeah that's perfect um so Hello world. It's uh it's your boy Ferdinand again. Uh I just want to say you know at the end of the day in your 20s 
everything's sporadic and crazy but just go with your gut you know it's your life you choose what you want to do there's going to be ups and downs and you just it's a trial and error process so just go with your gut and just know that everything's going to be okay no matter what like you're going to worry about the future like oh what if this happens and that happens but just live presently and just know that everything will be okay and everything will work out to what you want don't stress about it just do it so yeah and the obstacle is the way the obstacle is the way will always be the way it will always and you should read that book it's a really good book it's a really good book i just finished it and i do recommend it but yeah guys so uh thank you so much for listening thank you so much for tuning in thanks so much for coming on again uh, thanks for having me again it's the I second time it. so uh if you guys didn't check out the first episode we did together you guys should definitely go check that one out if you want to check that one out first and i should have said this at the beginning <laughs> of the episode but if you want to check it out now that you've listened to this one uh, if you enjoyed anything that we said, feel free to comment below. Uh, let us know what part stood out to you. If you resonated with it, with anything that we said and talked about, uh, tell me what you hated. If mm-hmm. you absolutely hate us as people, as, as, as human beings, please also be vocal about that in the comments. And yeah, with that being said, thank you so much. Thank you. And don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone. Peace out, guys. Peace.